0: Episode 165 of the Mars Attacks Podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this week, I was contemplating. Should I give you some new stuff from 2019? Or should we take a dip in the past and check out stuff that came out? And see if it still holds up. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to check out songs from 2017 And let's see if we still think, at least from what I select, if you guys think that these songs hold up or not, you can drop me a line on Facebook, on Twitter, on the good old uh, email as well. You can um, go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and leave your comments as well in the show notes there. But uh, this is a song that I absolutely love. Uh, Stephen Pearcy's latest album made my 2018 list. And back in 2017, smashed it as well. Let's kick things off with 10 Miles Wide. And if you're a fan of Stephen's and don't like this, what the fuck is wrong with you? So let's check this out. This song is still great. about to drop a new album, The Wings of War. They hardly ever disappoint. They've really been on a streak, I think, since... uh, Electric Age, I think. Or no, um... Ironbound, I would say. I think from Ironbound onward, they've really been on a hot streak Uh, that coincides with Ron Lipnicki being in the band. He's now no longer in the band Uh, Obviously, they have Jason Bittner now as their drummer. It would be interesting to hear the entire album and see how the dynamic has changed. Because Blitz has always said that the drummer is the rudder of the band that helps steer the ship. So we'll see where things go with that. Uh, In any event, The Grinding Wheel had a lot of really cool stuff on it. It came out in 2017 and uh let's do the track shine on does it still hold up guys i say it does going to be co-headlining at least one show with Overkill and they're supposedly going to be recording a new album. I don't know if it's going to be coming out in 2019 or not. 2017's A Place Where There's No More Pain was one of my favorite albums to come out that year and Right This Wrong still has a kick-ass riff that I still can't get over how infectious it is in my opinion. So Uh, It was cool then, still think it's cool today. Let's check it out. Emperor of Sand, Mastodon. Love this album. Love this band. Uh, There's been very little that they've released since... um... Ah, shit. Since uh, Crack the Sky that I don't love. And I know that for diehards, they're going to be shitting themselves saying that, but hey, that's... It is what it is. That's uh, I, r- I really love a lot of the stuff that they've done. And they've consistently said, you know, 70s rock is what influenced us, and each album is going to get closer to that. So, um, love them or hate them, I love them. I still think this song is cool. It's called Steam Breather, coming off of Emperor of Sand by Mastodon. Things that I just don't care for. There's really no in-between when it comes to them. Interalia, which came out in 2017, was their great return. Although there were some hiccups with the lineup and whatnot that I know that some diehards weren't weren't really thrilled about. But uh, this, so- this song, this track, I think is really cool. It is called No Wolf Like the Present. Still love this today. And it's got definitely a modern... Hard rock, modern metal sound and really something that defines them and and a generation in my opinion. So let's check it out. This is At The Drive-In. favorite pieces of music and one of the things that i've gotten to interview people about is the ice to earth's gettysburg the the piece of music that they did for the gettysburg 1863 ep which is essentially three songs and i've had the chance to talk to Ripperones about it richard christie and the man john schaefer Absolutely love it. This, to me, is kind of a continuation of that. This is Iced Earth coming off of the album, Incorruptible. And the name of this track is Clear the Way, December 13th, 1862, about the Irish uh, involved in the Civil War. Obviously, uh, if you're a history buff at all, you know that the events of that this song uh, focuses on took place before Gettysburg, which happened the following July 4th, July 3rd, to be exact. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Let's check out some iced earth. so this next track is a cover song it is a queen cover and the reason that i wanted to select this is for two reasons one i remember when queen did one of their three million reissues over the last few years uh where they released as like the leadoff single was their sped up version of we will rock you from a bbc session and the thing is there was someone was one of the duncan brothers i forget which one part of dc4 and part of um the odin family and they discussed how they were not a fan of what queen had done and why they would release, you know, a different version of we will rock you all these years later. And it turns out that, you know, I responded and I said something to the effect of, "Hey, you know, if you checked out um, you know, the the live killers album from I believe it's 1975, they were doing this live then and they did this live All the way up to the end of the band's live touring career. And that, you know... Queen was one of my all-time favorite bands. And I cannot bring myself to watch the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Um, There are just too many inconsistencies that people have told me about. You know, Um, Freddie with short hair and a mustache when recording. We will rock you. Making it to seem like the band was against Freddie doing a solo career when Roger and Brian May had released solo albums already, you know, before Freddie went in to record Mr. Bad Guy. Uh, Brian May recorded with fucking Eddie Van Halen, for God's sakes, on his Project Starfleet album. And... True, there's just uh, a ton of things. The fucking band didn't find out about him having AIDS until well after Live Aid, 2 years later. The band was on tour for The Works before Live Aid, so it wasn't like the band had been broken up and it kind of breaks my heart that you know, Brian May and Roger Taylor would sign off on this to to you know, to dramatize all this shit when the music and what actually happened is more important than this fictitious bullshit that I think in the end, people are going to look back at it and say, wow, this is as horrendous as that, you know, VH1 Def Leppard movie with Anthony Michael Hall playing Mutt Lang, and, you know, it's getting all these awards now because it's the cool, hot thing, and God only knows what, you know, Warner Brothers or, or Disney, because, you know, for a time their Queen was owned by Disney on Hollywood Records there. So, I mean, I don't know what money is going on behind the scenes for, you know, the uh, the winning of awards and whatnot, folks. You know, a lot of these awards and best albums and and this, that, and the other thing and greatest car of the year is all paid for. So to 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 see people you know saying like oh he did such a great job portraying freddy right there's fucking hours and hours of of stuff for him to go on you, you know um if if someone does a fire marshal bill movie and does you know, a perfect impersonation of uh, of Jim Carrey doing Fire Marshal Bill. Does does that mean, hey, he needs a fucking award because, you know, he played Fire Marshal Bill perfectly. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, the whole thing is just weird. I honestly, I loved innuendo. Hated Maiden in Heaven. You know, you could tell that it was supposed to come out. When the fuck did Queen release an album that was primarily ballads? Never. Never. That was one of the cool things is they had diversity. They had, you know, they had ballads. They had rock. They had poppy stuff. They It was all over the place. They dabbled in country. They dabbled in different things and that's not in a double entendre um it's just the fact the music was always all over the place it was heavier it was lighter it was it was dark it was light it was it was a lot of different things and don't get me started on the whole paul rogers thing or the who adam lambert thing because fuck how many times can you play those songs to death already Anyway, this is this is Night Demon off of Darkness Remains and this is their rendition of Queen's sped up rendition of We Will Rock You. Yes, Queen originally did the song this way. This wasn't redone by night demon hey does night demon deserve a fucking grammy because they covered queen now and you know it was so perfect to how they did it live and and all this shit give me a fucking break let's check the song out Next is a band that unfortunately broke up. But I really love this song, man. It is just so cool. Name of the band is Diablo Boulevard. If I remember the history correctly, the lead singer of the band is a comedian from Luxembourg. And they're signed to Metal Blade, and this is their third album, Zero Hour. Name of this track is Sing from the gallows and i requested this on cobras and fire one time and and loose cannon actually picked it so there you go uh anyway let's check out some diablo boulevard here see if you guys see what you guys think i really really dig this song (laughs) Profess to be a big fan of Joshua Todd. Or I let me take that again. I will never profess to be a big fan of Buck Cherry. I honestly think their best album is their second album, which is no longer in print. And I love his solo album. His his uh Joshua Todd solo album. And I love the uh Josh Todd and the Conflict, the Year of the Tiger album. This song just truly kicks ass and i mean it is so much better than hearing them fucking redo head like a hole for like the millionth time because nine inch nails never recorded another goddamn song in their in their catalog head like a hole and wish are the only two fucking songs anyone ever covers by them so at, at least johnny cash made hurt his own and made people kind of back off well, i guess seven did it as well but you get my you get where I'm going here. It isn't covered by eighty million bands. So anyway, name of this track is Inside by Joshua Todd and the Conflict. and again, another band like Overkill who as time has gone by they've always offered something that I really enjoyed and it's funny because when I revisited Zero Days not too long ago, I remember I was like, you know I think I didn't really like this album and then I started listening to stuff and I'm like, shit, I like this song and I like this song and I like this other song so There's a lot of stuff off of this that I really like. Um, We're going to play the track The Whispers off of Zero Days by Prong. Archers, band I was lucky enough to interview, or I should say, I was lucky enough to interview their lead singer, Brittany. Such a powerhouse vocalist. And the cool thing about Unleash the Archers isn't that they're the stereotypical power metal band. They mix different elements, different things, and they've never disappointed since I've, you know, caught on to them. And this track is just so cool. It is called The Matriarch, and it is off of the album Apex by Unleash the Archers. of the show here've given you a good hour plus block of music, and the name of the band that we're gonna close things with is Mutoid man a band that's getting somewhat of a following from you know uh things maybe you could consider the hipster hipster excuse me um hard rocker metal press, but uh to me, they're just a really cool heavy metal band. Um they're featured on a video podcast called Two Minutes to Late Night, which is kind of funny, and you see them covering songs with different people, uh, people from other bands and stuff. It's actually pretty cool. But um the name of the the track we're gonna play is is called Open Flame, and it is off of the album "Warmons." By Mutoid Man. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And see you next time. Right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. Support the bands you love. Support the bands you heard on this episode that you love, I should say. Alright. See ya.